Hey Rebels, welcome to another edition of Rebel Parenting. I am not your host, but I am Ryan Dobson. Hi Ryan. That's right, Producer K. <laughs> Co-host Producer K. Yes. That's right. Laura Dobson, the Atomic Mom, the hug dealer, is hosting Rebel Parenting today. It's a blast. With an amazing co-host. Oh. All the way <laughs> from Atlanta, Georgia. Producer K, Kristen, you guys are talking to, uh, by the way, speaking of Atlanta, speaking of Georgia, right? talking to some Southern Bells, Jackie Green, Lauren Green McAfee, Mm -hmm. of the Green family of Hobby Lobby. Right, yes. They have a book called Only One Life, How a Woman's Every Day Shapes an Eternal Legacy. It's a great book. It is. You and Laura really enjoyed this. It is. It's very historical Mm -hmm. and... I don't know. I found it fascinating because you don't read a lot about women historically. Yep. So I like it. And Jackie and Lauren are cool. They are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Having moms and daughters talk, hang out, you know, yes. write talk a book about- together, do a project, a little rebel parenting thing happening. Yeah. It's good yeah. times. It is. You guys talked about the Museum of the Bible, which is a huge, oof, my goodness. Mm. Wow. <laughs> you know, we should do a TV show where my family moves into the Museum of the Bible and we just don't tell anybody. Totally. Like, we just squat. Like, what was that Tom Hanks movie where he was stuck on the airport for, you know? Oh, yeah. We'll just do that. I'm so <laughs> going to, I'm going to call VidAngel and pitch them that show <laughs> right when we're done with this. Hey, if you are going to be in the Huntsville, Alabama area next Saturday, the 11th, I'm going to be there at the Women's Resource Center talking about. Pregnancy and adoption and saving babies. Right on. And I'm going to tell a story that has never been told before in public. Ooh. Yep. I'm in suspense. That's right. I'm going to tell something that's never been told before in public. If you are in Alabama, if you are in the Huntsville area, if you would like to hear something that you have never heard, maybe never hear it again. Never. I'm just saying. You never know. Once in a lifetime. Once. Here's the truth. It's a once in a lifetime because it's the first time. Hmm. Yeah. It'll be a big deal. (laughs) Be like, what are you talking about? What's going to be? I want to know. Oh, yeah. It's going to be so much fun. Huntsville, Alabama Women's Resource Center. For more information, head on to the Rebel Parenting Facebook page, facebook.com slash rebel parenting or rebel parenting on Instagram. What is that? Instagram.com slash rebel parenting. That's right. We make it so difficult to find. Yeah. (laughs) Rebelparenting.org. If you can't find it there, hit me up on email. Or if you need help of any kind, hit us up on email. Help at rebelparenting.org. Without any further ado, let's jump into this broadcast with Jackie Green, Lauren Green McAfee, and hosts Laura Dobson and producer Kay Kristen Chadwick on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. Well, I just wanted to get started and, and just go kind of big. And what prompted you to write this book? I mean, that's that's just where I would love to start. Yeah. Well, mom and I were traveling a lot a couple of years ago whenever we were starting to raise awareness about Museum of the Bible. It was a couple of years away from opening. And as we were traveling around, we got to meet so many amazing women that were getting involved with the museum, but just had this heart to make a difference and, mm. and to, to shape a legacy. And so we were inspired by women. Um, and we were also just challenged by women that were also asking the question, how can we each be going about our lives in a way that shapes uh, an impactful legacy? And so we kind of just got the idea 
for this book through that inspiration. And in the book, we highlight 36 different women. I know, uh, which is fantastic. Bible. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's so <laughs> many good ones. I know the history in this book. Oh, so yes, any of you history so rebels out there, you got to read this. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, so Bible stories and then his, women from history, women today. And each of them um, are just examples of what it looks like to shape a legacy. And that looks different for each of us. We each have our own context. And so we just wanted to encourage women by highlighting women that have done this well, and then mm. also just give the encouragement that we each have the opportunity where we're at to shape a legacy. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love, I love that you hit so much on the women's legacy because it's such a forgotten or not talked about um, subject because you hear it usually on the male side. And for me, it was a, oh, yeah, I have a legacy, too. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you guys hitting on this subject. Yeah, Um, I think that it's easy to see, to associate legacy with perhaps uh, monetary gains or things that we can pass down that are, um, you know, physical things we get to pass down. But legacy is so much more than that. And so whenever we think about legacy as outliving our life, by Mm -hmm. the values that we invest in others, how we impact others' lives. That's something that each of us can do. So it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, we each have a role in uh, in shaping a legacy by investing and um, being obedient to God in the context that he's put us each in. Hmm. We we were kind of talking beforehand. We had this friend who was raised in, in a home where they don't want to pass on the legacy that they were raised in. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Mm -hmm. Um, Have you ever come across people that you're working with or talking with and they're like, I want to, I want to create a legacy, but not the legacy (laughs) I was brought up in. So do you have any advice or any suggestions? And I mean, I know reading the book would be a great resource, but what would you say individually to those people out there or the women? Exactly. You know, I think that you're, I'm glad that you brought this up because that's always something that I want to make sure and mention is that you don't have to come from a great heritage and legacy in order to shape your own. Um, Mm. There are some of the women in these stories had really difficult um, family heritages and came from legacies that were um, shaped a, a really negative impact in the world. But that didn't stop anyone from being the person to change that. And for the future generations moving forward, really making a difference in their family and their lineage. So um, that's a beautiful thing that we get to see in the women. But yeah, I I think that getting to see through the stories of these women that we highlight in the book, just how they each handle great difficulty and Mm. um, circumstances. Sometimes their stories that were circumstances that I don't know how I would manage. Mm. Um, You have um, one of the stories in particular was Susanna Wesley. She had, I think, 16 children and only nine of them uh, survived into adulthood. And her husband, yeah, her husband um, really never kept steady work. And so it was really up to her to figure out how to feed her children and raise them Mm -hmm. and keep up with the house and, and just all that goes into raising a family. And in her story, she continually made it priority to find time for her faith and investing in prayer and reading the Bible. And so the, (laughs) despite the difficult circumstances, she would go in her living room and throw her apron over her head and uh, make like a tent, if you will, and just use that as her quiet time 
in the midst of the kind of chaos. And that was her prayer room. So, you know, she had a difficult um, situation and she also had difficult um, circumstances that she came from, but Mm -hmm. she still left an incredible legacy. And she raised uh, two world changers, um, Charles and John Wesley, that went on to change the faith um, that we know in America today. Wow. Wow. So how did, um, for you, when you were deciding to write this book, how did you narrow down to the people you chose? Because it seems like you're kind of, it seems like both you guys are history buffs, or am I just guessing? No, no, we love it. There were so many women that we could have used. Yes. So it was, like you say, it was difficult to narrow that down. In fact, we started off with 16 chapters and cut it back to 12. Um, But, you know, there were wonderful examples of women that we could have used. And, um, you know, it's fun to see and learn more about each of these women. But there are many others that we could. And I I might just go back to what, when you asked Lauren uh, what prompted this, so many of the women that we met uh, over the last few years would say and share about their personal story of how women influenced their lives. Hmm, uh, yeah. And when we all, we can all kind of take a moment and pause and think, oh, yeah, uh, I can name women that were a teacher or a caretaker or a grandmother or someone that really greatly influenced our hmm. life journey and our path and, and helped us in shaping that legacy that we have today. But uh, like like was mentioned, so many don't have that. So yeah. Yeah. the beautiful thing in learning about each of the women that we've highlighted is as they went through different types of challenge that surpassed time, uh, geographical space in our world, um, age groups, you know, ethnicity, whatever, they all faced challenges, but out of their deep love for the Bible and their faith, they Mm -hmm. overcame and impacted our world today. Well, and Tease out on that about your your passion about womanhood and teaching um, the next generation. I know you have a passion for that. So could you just continue on with that? Sure. I just think it's so important for us um, as women, whatever our age group might be, yeah. to take a hold of life, what we have. We, none of us know what we have tomorrow, that's right? True. We have one life. That's yep. why we, we titled it Only One Life. Mm-hmm. And none of us get a do-over. So we yeah. have to be intentional with the time that we do have and think that through. And I like to be, um, I like to encourage women to say, you know what, you, you have goals for fitness and for health and for finances and you have different plans and goals in life that you, you set in place that you'd like to try to at least attain, um, or work toward. But what about your legacy goal? What legacy goal do we have Mm -hmm. that we try to shape and attain and pass on? So it does take intentionality and it takes time and thought and effort and prayer. Um, And I just we've seen over and over in these stories how that God used lives of women that didn't even know that they were being used or going to be impactful in their life. And sometimes they didn't even get to see the full impact of what their life and their investment in others um, has Mm -hmm. has accomplished. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that hits on so much of teaching your daughters their identity and and just living into that and just noticing when they step into something that is powerfully given by God and encouraging that. Like with my daughter, um, she has a gift of words. And when she uses those to encourage, it is powerful Mm. and I think even just those little steps of how to encourage legacy is to notice those 
Mm-hmm. Little bits when they step right into it, into the mushy, awesome, <laughs> God-designed um, personality that they've been given. That's so important to encourage that. Yeah. And I remember growing up, um, my mom and, and as well as my dad would just, would just keep the Bible as so central to our home. And that is one of the ways that I'm so grateful that my mom invested a legacy in me. It's just um, encouraging the gifts that she saw in each of us. Um, mm-hmm. I'm one of six children and as well as just giving us each that foundation for, um, for our faith. And, and I remember whenever we were growing up, my mom would have us all memorize scripture together. So mm-hmm. she'd have me and my uh, other siblings that were old enough to do kind of scripture memorization, um, get together in a room in the morning and just walk through a passage. And, and together we can still say those verses that yeah. we memorized um, as a family. So um, yeah, I just love that that legacy of, yeah, my mom investing in us. And, and that's something that we'll carry with us for the rest of our lives. And hopefully too, will be passed on to the next generation. That's great. Yeah, that's what we do. Jackie, did you homeschool? Uh, I did for a time. Yes. Okay. For, for 13 years collectively. I mean, 13. Six kids, you know. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm uh, finishing up I, my eighth year and I decided to quit this year. Yeah. <laughs> but when, when, you, when you were talking about memory verses, I'm like, that's what I do every morning. Okay, guys, memory time. Yeah. Let's go. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. I mean, I have to say in reality, they weren't always um, joyful in no. their hearts to nope. be, to be <laughs> no, 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 no. scripture. I mean, that's, that's reality. But the thing is, we did finally get there. We worked toward it. And um, and like Lauren said, you know, we, we can still memorize and, and start quoting some of those verses today. And so that's the beautiful thing about the Bible and, yeah. and instilling faith in our children, you know, it, uh, it, it does take work. Yes. It takes intentionality. It takes patient, you know, love, um, mm. you know, we could go on all the fruits of the spirit, right? right. Um, long suffering. And, um, <laughs> well, Lauren, you just gave me hope that you brought it up that all the long suffering <laughs> I've already gone through with my children. Someday they will maybe someday it. they'll appreciate that <laughs> legacy. I'm trying to, you know, Yes, Drop those yes. pennies into them, right? Oh, There's an right. extra badge of honor for you homeschool moms. <laughs> <laughs> and we ha- I just have to throw that out, though. All the homeschool moms I know, we do just are so thankful for Hobby Lobby. Uh, it, it makes homeschool uh, so much more easy. It just does. That's the truth of the matter. <laughs> We're glad to hear that. <laughs> I think on the flip side of the encouragement with women to women, what would you say um, with the comparisons? How does that affect the legacy? What would, Mm. uh, can you speak to that a little bit, how the enemy can use that? Yeah, absolutely. I, we, we mentioned in the book that, you know, whenever we are comparing ourselves and um, in that kind of tearing ourselves down, no Mm. one wins in that scenario. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, I, we love that we got to highlight these women in a way that hopefully is an encouragement. Um, but also recognizing that this isn't meant to, for us to compare ourselves to these women, because we, we constantly highlight, we each have our own unique context and giftings and calling given by God. And so we have to um, just continually look to be faithful to him in that for our own selves. And so especially with today with social media, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't grow up with social media. I'm a millennial, so I caught the end of it. So whenever I was towards the end of high school was when kind of social media came around. So imagining growing up with that though, just the comparison mm-hmm. trap yeah, of constantly looking through that feed, um, yeah. as you're growing up and all the insecurities would just seem like a lot to have to, to experience. And so, um, I think that for parents today, that's a challenge, um, not only for ourselves with parenting and figuring out how to live our own lives and workplace, but also for children that are growing up and constantly comparing themselves. So um, we do hope that in, you know, in the book, we highlight this idea that we do each have our own giftings, our own callings. How can we use that to make a difference in the world? Because Mm -hmm. if I'm trying to be someone that I'm not, I'm less effective in serving God and who he's created me to be. So um, that's just the encouragement that we can each have is that, you know, right. how is it that I'm using my own giftings and talents and context for God's kingdom? And that's mm-hmm. where we find great joy. Yeah. And where do you think most people would find that? Say someone's searching, where do you think they're going to find that? First off, their legacy and start to look like they've never even thought about it. And now they're hearing about it for the first time on Rebel. And they're like, wait, yeah, I have a legacy. Um, yeah. Well, the foundation. Yeah, exactly. Great question. Uh, so the foundation is of uh, the Bible. I mean, for us, Amen. all truth mm-hmm. that is the truest truth is from Scripture. And so that is the foundation that we constantly look to. Amen. Um, and then I also really enjoy, um, I mean, the stories of these women, just how they applied mm-hmm. the Bible and the truths from Scripture into their lives was a great encouragement, as mm-hmm. well as just other books that I've read, written by um, theologians and pastors and um, women that teach the Bible has been a great encouragement to me. But yeah, it all goes back to the Bible as that great foundation. Yeah, and I, I just want to reiterate that everyone has their own story, their own legacy, their own, yeah. um, you know, journey and path that they take, you know, and so often, you know, we, I think we can all attest it. It's often not the journey or the path that we thought we were going to be on or what it was. We might've thought it was going to look like, Isn't right? Isn't that true? <laughs> So, um, but you know, just how did I end up here? (laughs) Right. I've said that many times. So have um, I. You know, but I think it's just that when you are grounded in your faith and in the word that, and trusting and asking God to lead you on that journey and that path, that you can trust that he will. Mm -hmm. And also be willing um, to accept that it might not look like what we always thought it might look like. Right. Yeah. And being faithful and but understanding that God knows the big picture. We only get a small snippet of snippet of time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, one of the examples that we like to use from the book is Elizabeth Ann Everest. And, uh, I'll just throw this one out there. She's one of our history examples and she was the nanny for Winston Churchill. She Ooh. was his caregiver. She was the one nurturing and, and investing in him and instilling values and faith in him to the best of her ability. And, you know, she, I mean, you know how it is. I mean, when you're, when you're just taking care of children, it's not always pretty. I mean, you know, it, it gets messy, <laughs> she right? Has four, I have two. We understand. <laughs> well, the reality is yeah. it's, it's sometimes it's messy and mm-hmm. it's challenging and it really does uh, require us uh, to just pull up our bootstraps and, you know, and persevere. And, and uh, but anyway, Elizabeth Ann Everest was a great example because she was doing this investing in Winston Churchill and she was the one that was visiting him at boarding school. He was wanting his parents to come, but they weren't very involved in his life. And, and they later in his life, he had a Bible in his nightstand and a picture of her. And oh. so, um, 
think about Winston Churchill, though. Yeah. Um, you know, he had to, I mean, he was in a very challenging spot, and we can be grateful for his uh, tenacity and the values that he withheld that have affected us today. Yes. We, can, we are reaping the benefits still today, and we think we can give her some of the credit for that. Oh, mm-hmm. completely. So, Yeah. Well, before we finish up, we just want to know, I know that your family is known for generosity mm-hmm. across the globe. And so we just want to know how you cultivated that and, yeah. and how you continue to cultivate that with your family, because it is, uh, it's inspiring. Very it, inspiring. It really is. Thank you for saying that. I think that the first part is realizing that um, we, all, we believe that everything we have is from God, you know, and, yeah. and that it's all his in the first place. And we're stewards. Uh, he's blessed us, and we we have this blessing that we are in charge of stewarding well, and we're trying our best to do that. And you are. So, mm-hmm. amen. Yeah, amen. and yeah. thank you. Thank you. We try to instill that in our children and now our grandchildren, and, and um, it, but it takes uh, intentionality, and you can't just expect them to know um, how to do that always without mm. instructing them and, and sharing, you know, your challenges that you might've gone through, mm-hmm. uh, in learning. It's a learning experience, but it's also just a, um, part of our faith in God, just to trust that he's blessed us and we are, we're going to steward the best that we can with what we have. So mm. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Your inspiration and thank you for encouraging women to, and everyone to step into their legacy and really be intentional about what we're teaching. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I, I, one last thing, I, I, my dream has been to come to the Bible Museum for a month and camp out at someone's Great. friend's house and just go every single day. And that's where I do school. That is like oh, the biggest dream I have. Yes, yes. I'm a homeschool nerd. Yeah, well, it's such a learning experience for everybody, for all ages. And so we would love for you to do that. I So many people keep saying, oh, I want to go, I want to go. I'm like, well, just plan your trip. You just have to plan it, you know. I know. So, uh, but it's a great place to go. It's so educational and it's it's fun. It's so immersive, so uh, hands-on for kids. uh, We love it. We think it's a great place for you to go. And it would take nine, eight-hour days to go through and see everything in the museum. Oh, so I'll do it. I like your, I like mm-hmm. your idea of camping out mm-hmm. at someone's house and just going back every day. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta know someone out there. I'm sure. Right. right? Family there. <laughs> there we go. There you we'll go. figure it out. But we just thank you for your time and God bless you guys. Well, thank you so you. much. God bless you fun. too. Rebel moms, rebel wives. I hope you enjoyed the program today. What do you think, Kristen? So good. You like hosting with Laura? I did. Is it a good time? It's kind of fun. Should we do it again? I think we should. We're setting up a little place in the new studio, brand new studio. What, what? Head on over to the Facebook page if you want to see all the build updates, all the moves, all the, oh my gracious, right? (laughs) All the, oh my gracious. Yes. It's so much work. It is. Yes. So much work. Work. We've got a whole new place for you and Laura there to do more broadcasts like this. Yes. Our thanks to Jackie Green and Lauren Green McAfee for writing Only One Life for the ministry that that they live. Mm-hmm. You know, they're passing yeah. on. Yeah. And I just want to say shout out to the Museum of the Bible. Thank you, Hobby Lobby. So mm-hmm. much fun. Oh, we had such a blast there in January. 
And last but not least, if you are in the Huntsville area and you're going to be there on the 11th of this month, this is August 11th, 2018 is what I'm talking about. People in the future are like, when is it coming now? Is it coming when? Sin? Future? Past? 2018, people. August 11th, I will be in Huntsville, Alabama at the Women's Resource Center telling a story I've never told before. First time in public. For more information, head to facebook.com slash rebelparenting. Hit us up on Instagram. Instagram.com slash rebelparenting. All right. Thanks for listening, Rebels. If you need anything, if we can help you, please let us know. Help at rebelparenting.org. And if you can help us, we need it. We are only in existence because of listeners and donors just like you. Anything you can give helps us out. You can do so at rebelparenting.org and click the donate tab. Thanks, y'all. See you next week.